Terabytes is for informational and educational purposes only. Nothing on the show is advice. No financial, tax, legal, or any other kind of advice. Nothing we say is an inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy. Anything you invest in is at your own risk. Do your own research and consult with professionals. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Terabytes. It's another Pantera-only interview, and usually I'm interviewing Anons, and we've got another Anon. Well, no, not really an Anon. We've got Alessandro here. He's the head of growth over at Transac. Uh, if you haven't heard of Transact because you're in the U.S. like myself, uh, you would be you would be pretty excited about it because what Transact is doing is they're allowing for fiat on and off ramps, and people outside of the U.S. can already use them as an option on a couple of the core apps in the Terra Luna ecosystem. Things like Station, things like Anchor. Alessandro, first of all, welcome to the show, and uh, can you tell us a little bit about Transact and how you guys got to where you are? With, uh, with the Terra Luna ecosystem and with other fiat crypto on and off ramps. Hi, Evan, and thanks. thank you so much for having me here um, and for the intro. Uh, I'm excited to be on, on this podcast today as, um, you know, we, we are very early, um, you know, Terra Luna uh, believers, and, uh, you know, we're excited to be part of the ecosystem and keep it growing. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Transact is, basically we are a global on-ramp and our mission is to onboard, you know, more users to, to Web3 and in particular allowing dApps uh, and, you know, DAOs and any key part of this beautiful ecosystem to onboard more users. The way we do that is essentially we are connecting a bunch of different payments and all different blockchains uh, together uh, and baking this with in, into you know local compliance uh, and essentially creating this um, developer integration which can be integrated everywhere um, and yeah uh, with, with Terra um, you know we have been in touch for more than a year I'll say and we created this beautiful collaboration and we have been expanding into the ecosystem and nowadays. Uh, we are empowering uh, Anchor and Station to, um, you know, accept fiat payments and allowing users to onboard directly into USD, as you mentioned. Yeah, so it sounds like you guys have really two verticals that you're going after. On one side, you've got uh, what looks like an API integration that different dApp developers can use uh, or different, basically just crypto websites can use for people to purchase crypto. Um and we can dive into that in a little bit, but first I wanna cover more of like the user side. And as you mentioned, the station and the anchor integration, uh, you shared your screen earlier, Alessandro. Could you do that again and just show people uh, for those of us who maybe aren't uh, aren't looking right at an anchor screen or at station, how they can actually access Transact and on-ramp directly in the application? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just give me one second, I'll share my screen right away. Sure. Um, so yeah, when you are on Anchor Protocol, if you go to the Earn tab, then you'll be having a button that says Buy USD. And if you click, obviously you have all of the exchanges that support uh, USD right now. And then you have Transact, if you select the option with Fiat. And you, you are redirected to a widget. Um, in this case, you know, I'm in Europe. So it's displaying uh, Euro with USD and uh, I can, you know, choose either a bank transfer or a card payment. As I mentioned, it's not available yet in the US, but we're planning to go live 
hopefully by the end of this month. So anyone in the USA will be able to on-ramp directly to UST through Anchor, also through Station, as it's now available as well here with the same interface. Um, yeah, hopefully by the end of this month. Can you tell me a little bit about the difference between somebody that wants to on-ramp using a credit card? I'd imagine there's maybe more fees associated with that than if you were just to do a bank transfer. Yeah, sure. So I'll give you the European example as that what's we, what we have live today. Sure. So if you on-ramp um, with a SEPA bank transfer, so that's the standard single euro uh, payment area, or like if you use faster payments in the UK, you will be having a fee of 0.99%. Whereas if you use a card, uh, we'll charge 3.5%. Um, having said that, we have done like a few promotions as well in Anchor and Station that were quite successful. So, you know, keep an eye on, on those because we'll be doing, you know, 0% fee campaigns, uh, especially if we get integrated, for example, in the mobile app or in the extension to celebrate those. Um, but yeah, obviously there is um, a difference in, um, you know, how much um, costs us to process these payments. So we can offer more competitive rates when it comes to, um, to bank transfers. And, um, and these transfers also offer larger amounts. So you can do right now up to $12,000 um, in a transfer. And uh, we are also going to increase further these limits. So hopefully um, sometime in the next couple of quarters, you'll be able to do up to 100K per, transa per transaction. Uh, but yeah, nowadays you can do $1,500 per transaction in cards and um, 12K with a bank transfer. And is there a, uh, a like how, how soon are the funds available? Is it the same for both? Is one quicker than the other? Yeah, so obviously credit and debit cards, they're instant. Um, so like um, we have, uh, if you look at our widget, if, you, if you're gonna try it later on, basically we also have a dynamic value that shows what is the median of the last 30 days. So if you select USD, Usually it's between two to five minutes, like um, just, you know, as soon as we receive the payment, which with credit and debit card is instant, we deliver the crypto straight away. For bank transfer is slightly different. As you know, the settlement time, for example, in Europe can take up to a couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, um, instead, like in, in, uh, in the UK, for example, like all the banks have uh, faster payments. Uh, which settles instantly. So we are able also to offer that service. Um, we are looking at ACH and instant ACH in the USA, uh, you know, which might interest your, um, you know, US audience. Uh, and, you know, this is the difference, right? If we do ACH instant, we'll be able to settle immediately. Otherwise, it might take, you know, up to a couple of days. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned like the US audience and and... I'm sure they're they're very interested in the on and off ramps. It's something that we've been uh, anxiously awaiting for with with bated breath. Um, some sort of quick solution for on and off ramps. There's a couple of solutions that uh, seem to be all coming online at the same time. And uh, I, but but I also know that there are a lot of the European audience is very interested. So if if you're in Europe and you're watching this and you didn't know that you could actually use transact i mean it's live and ready to go right now 
Um, for those of us that are maybe using it for the first time, is there some sort of KYC or identification verification process that we need to go through as well? Yeah, so right now we're actually doing KYC for every user. And the way um, I want to explain this is um, this allows us to accept more payments. So it's a bit of a trade-off. Like if you don't do the KYC, essentially you're basing, um, you know, your risk engine on um, not a lot of information. Uh, obviously, as a crypto payment company, we have to take into account uh, the fraud risk, which is, uh, you know, can be huge. Um, so we're trying to always to minimize the chargeback risk. And, you know, by doing full KYC, um, we allow um, for better conversion rates. So for a, eventually for a better user experience. Uh, having said that, um, you know, this quarter and the next one, we're focusing on uh, adding payments such as, you know, Apple Pay and Google Pay. Um, and we can offer those potentially without KYC or with a very light KYC. Um, and um, so, yeah, um, keep, you know, uh, a, a, an eye on that because it's going to it's going to happen soon. So I mentioned earlier uh, that, that there's really two sides of the of the business or of the people that you you guys are targeting. Um, we, we just covered really the user side and the consumer side. But I mentioned the you guys have like a an open API or I think you call it a whitelist API on your website. Uh, can you tell us more about how that works and what kind of applications or what kind of businesses you might be targeting to to integrate Transact with their websites? Sure. Yeah, I, I'm excited to dive into that. So um, really, like we are a company that's focused um, obviously on users and user experience, but also on developers. So um, what we have built is uh, a widget and soon uh, a white label API that can be integrated by any DAP or, you know, any application. So if you go to uh, integrate.transact.com, uh, you're presented with a clear, you know, few steps that you have to take in order to integrate it to your website. Um, what is required today is to have a legal entity. But uh, from this quarter, we have started also to onboarding DAOs. So if anyone, you know, listening as a DAO, yeah, feel free to reach out as we have started onboarding those as well. Um, and yeah, essentially, there are no fees to set it up from a business perspective. You just, you know, uh, submit either your entity or DAO documentation, and then um, you immediately get staging API key. Once we receive your docs, then we enable uh, your key for production, and then you can add it to your website. And you could, you can even monetize the tool, as you can choose to charge your fees on top. So um, if you do that, then you will be paid uh, once a month uh, based on the transaction uh, value that you you know, went through your, through your integration. Very interesting. And, uh, I, I assume you're not a lawyer. Uh, so I don't want to ask a question that's above either of our pay grades, but, uh, you mentioned that you guys are starting to work with DAOs and I'm curious, uh, if you have any insight on how, how the hurdles have been, um, or, or at least what kind of hurdles you face to work with DAOs, because I know that, you know, you're a DAO, 
what what jurisdiction are you even in? Some of these DAOs are spread out all over the world. Some of them are all anonymous people. Um, so I'm just curious if you have any insight on on what it's like sort of transitioning into the the Web three business model, which is light years ahead of the traditional paper pushing uh, legal and accounting systems of of old. Yeah, uh, thanks. I think that's a very interesting topic and and question. Um, I think first of all, we, we we always wanted to onboard DAOs, not just because it's a new trend, mm -hmm. but we really believe, you know, in the future of um, of you know organizing people that work together. So um, this has been like a long project, and I'm I'm so glad that finally we we have started onboarding some. Um, here's the catch: so uh, you know, when you integrate Transact, um, essentially you are referring. Uh, legally, uh, obviously, as you said, I'm not a lawyer, but from my understanding, you are referring business to us, right? So like a user then has to, you know, enter their email and, and they went through a registration process with us. Um, so like what we're doing today with DAOs is that we're allowing you to put the service out there. Um, but unless you are a registered DAO, for example, in Wyoming, so like you have some sort of legal structure, um, you cannot have um, financial incentives. So that means that you cannot charge the fees on top uh, for a starter and, and you, you, we cannot, you know, we're not going to share, for example, the user data with you because you don't have, um, you know, a legal um, uh, structure that we can uh, partner with. Right. Um, so, so there are certain restrictions, but, you know, um, at least they're now able to use the service. Um, having said that, like uh, now what I've seen is that it's obviously taking a bit longer to, uh, you know, um, onboard a DAO compared to a traditional business, just because we are trying to put the right framework uh, in place. But I expect, you know, to, um, to, to, be, to, to be easier in the future. Right. And it really is like the cutting edge of of the business world is these DAOs and how they operate and what jurisdiction they're in. Um, so, so I commend anybody that's sort of pioneering in that space, uh, especially someone such as Transac, who's, uh, you know, compliance is a huge issue for you guys. It's not like, um, it's not like you could just all be anonymous and start a company that's managing fiat and, and on-ramping and off-ramping. That's, uh, that's where, that's where the regulators like to, you know, reach their claws in and, and, uh, you know, keep people in line. So, um, I, I commend you guys for, for pioneering in the space, as I said. Um, so just to recap what you said there, if you are running a DAO, uh, but maybe it's got a more fluid structure, you can still integrate with Transact. Uh, you just wouldn't be able to take like some percentage off the top. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's what we are doing right now. Um, and also, you know, we, we run checks uh, on the DAO itself. So we, you know, we take a look at, you know, how is the DAO form? And we take a look at, you know, we we can take a look at what's the tokenomics, if there is any token, uh, you know, if there is anyone willing to do KYC, potentially, like we are going to do KYC on, uh, for example, the DAO lead. And obviously, you know, keep this information uh, private. Um, and um, so all of that, or like uh, if you have, for example, purchased a domain, 
uh, we can ask, you know, for proof of uh, purchase of that domain. So we can connect, you know, for example, the DAO with that domain uh, and so on and so forth. We're trying to be creative because it's a new process. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And also, I think um, we really like to pioneer uh, this space. So yeah, excited to do that. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. Um, so I guess uh, if if I could just follow up here, what's can you tell me like a bit more about Transac and your guys' history and and how you got started in the space? Yeah, so uh, Transac uh, was born um, a bit more than two years ago um, from uh, Sammy Start and uh, Yashu Agarwal um, and as they met uh, in, in Denver, I think, um, at in Denver. And, um, and, you know, they like this idea of um, essentially restructuring uh, payments and allowing all dApps to easily onboard, uh, you know, new users and really rethink about, you know, how to onboard more people into Web3. Uh, and then they went to uh, Tachyon, so Tachyon, for those of you that don't know it, is the consensus uh, accelerator program. And they graduated from Tachyon. So uh, really Transact was born into the Ethereum ecosystem um, as part of consensus, right? Uh, and then, um, you know, uh, I joined personally last year and we were less than 10 people. And now uh, we have grown more than 7x and, and you know, we're keep keep growing from both you know from a, a distribution perspective so more partners but also on an ad count perspective um and yeah so that's that's how we got started and um you know we we started from ethereum but then we quickly realized we wanted to be as chain agnostic as possible and so we got in touch for example last year uh with the terra team and then we started developing a relationship. We, we, we quickly saw, you know, the value of, you know, what the Terra ecosystem is trying to build. Uh, and we really liked it. Um, also because one of the things uh, that a lot of people are underestimating is the fact that uh, pretty much the Terra blockchain is one of the few chains where you can pay fees in stable coins. And if you take that, you know, into account from an on-ramp perspective, this is huge. Uh, because we can onboard people directly into UST uh, and then they can start using, you know, an app right away. Uh, whereas like to do this in Ethereum, you will always have to do a meta transaction. Same thing for Polygon. Like if I'm building a game on Polygon and it, I don't have Matic, either we do a meta transaction and then we send you USDC or you will be stuck because you won't have anything to pay your gas fees. Um, so yeah, that's that's also something interesting that maybe a lot of people, you know, are not considering. Uh, but it's it's very very beautiful. Yeah, I I didn't consider that myself. So it makes it a lot easier. It almost takes like one of the steps out of the whole process. Um, so if if I'm understanding you correctly, if I wanted to on ramp into ETH and I want to pay with like a credit card, I would I have to have ETH in the wallet already to pay the gas fee? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Obviously, we will just, you know, subtract um, the the gas fee from your your total fee. Um, so if you go to our website, then you can see like the fees and you can click into it and you will see the breakdown of these fees. 
So you will always have a network fee component and mm-hmm. also like a, a transact fee or, um, you know, if, if it's a, there's a partner, they may also charge their own fee. So you, you might see up to two or three components. Right. One being the network fee and the other one being the fee charged by transact. Um, what I was trying to say is basically like if I am, uh, let's say, building a game on, on Polygon um, and, you know, I'm trying to onboard uh, new users into this game that let's say it's a play to earn game that requires an in-game currency to be played with. Um, what we have to do is like, we yes, we can onboard this player into, um, let's say, um, I don't know, game acts um, to their own currency, um, but then this player cannot play unless they have Polygon, right? I understand that they have Matic. Uh, so yeah. either like some games maybe had, you know, four sets where you could claim a small amount of Matic, but how we are trying to solve this problem is by doing uh, meta transactions. So when you are, you know, uh, onboarding to um, this this particular currency, we always we also gonna send you some small amount of um, the the coin of that particular chain. And you know, in Terra, you don't have this problem because you can pay in UST, you can pay in EUT, you can pay in Luna. So um, I think there is a you know huge opportunity to leverage more this feature with a lot of cha- that a lot of chains are missing today yeah it's incredible uh it's one of the reasons why why we're here why we started terabytes is um the ease of use and uh i mean i i haven't like used ethereum uh in any serious volume or transaction amount uh in a long time and when i hear people complaining about you know the gas fees or or how you have to pay gas just to like sometimes you have to allow a transaction or, or verify that you want to make a transaction you have to pay gas but you're not actually even sending anything um it's it's absurd in my mind especially just being so used to the terra luna ecosystem at this point so um i want to ask maybe one more question for you alessandro uh you guys i i checked out the website it looks like you guys are hiring quite a few positions over at transact so you must be growing you mentioned it earlier uh what, what kind of talent are you guys looking for over at transact yeah, no, uh, thank you so much uh, for the question. Yes, we are hiring uh, across teams, really. Like, for example, um, I'm in charge of uh, the BT, uh, BD slash growth team. So I'm always hiring, uh, you know, uh, business development persons, uh, you know, across the world. So we're trying to, you know, now build uh, a team uh, out of the US, but also one in Asia and one in Europe. So uh, there is quite a lot of demand, um, you know, for, for this, this type of roles, but also we are hiring across marketing, engineering, uh, operations. Uh, we are a remote first company, so um, we are spread across the world. I'm personally uh, in Europe right now, but we also have team members, um, you know, in the US, both in uh, Miami um, and in the Bay Area. We also have uh, people in uh, in India and, you know, in, in Turkey. So we are really like, you know, across the world. Um, so, yeah, f- feel free to, you know, visit uh, careers.transact.com uh, if you're interested. Or also you can reach out directly to me, at, uh, Alessandra at transact.com uh, and just shoot me an email. All right. 
Alessandro, is there anything we haven't covered in this short session today that you would like to let the people of terabytes, the lunatics, know about? Um, well, I think, you know, just uh, if you're not following us, you can follow us on Twitter. We are Transact underscore finance. Uh, we're going to be releasing, you know, new products this year, new payments. Uh, and, you know, we are always looking for feedback. So, like, if you if you want to suggest anything that we should have, um, you know, reach out to us and we will be very happy to look into that. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank you, Alessandro, for joining us. And for all of you out there watching or listening, please like, rate, share, subscribe, do all the things that everybody's always asking you to do. I know it's such a burden to click that button and just let more people know about the Terra Luna ecosystem. Uh, but the more people that know about this, the more people that can easily on or off ramp using Transact, the more people can get into Anchor, the more people can get into Luna and experience the power that we all know of uh, the true decentralized stablecoin and high tide rises all ships. So um, excellent. Thank you so much, Alessandro. We appreciate it. And for all you out there watching or listening, keep on discovering Terra by discovering Terabytes. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm.